Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. We are starting Tom Cruise Month. Uh-huh. Uh, really no rhyme or reason to picking it. It really just came down to the fact that it's like, we have access to four Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> Let's do a Tom Cruise Month. I mean, he is often in like big summer blockbusters. Yeah. And, you know, first week of summer, it's post Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. So. You can rationalize it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure this week we're, we're we're gonna go the movies that we have available to us we're gonna take them in uh chronological order from the beginning mm-hmm. so the first movie we watched for this month was risky business mm-hmm. 1983 did you know anything about this movie coming in uh i knew about the scene about him sliding into the doorway yeah like love the song uh <laughs> knew that scene that was about it yeah me too 100 percent. like i yeah. i've never looked into it i've never watched any other clips from it the only mm-hmm. time i've ever seen it is either I, it's possible i've never even seen the original <laughs> scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's possible that all i've seen are the are the various parodies yeah. from like every sitcom <laughs> that's ever existed i feel has had one of those and then plenty of other like sort of teen movies going forward would like riff on it or something mm-hmm. like that that's all i was like okay so context clues it's clearly like a kid mm-hmm. home alone mm-hmm. doing whatever he feels like sing along rocking out in his underwear like it's a it's a great scene and obviously mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's super memorable yeah but i was like okay so it's it's a uh, kid gets into hijinks when his parents are out of town movie that's mm-hmm. that's my assumption like that was yeah. when i went into it as my guess and obviously kind of right yeah to an extent <laughs> that is like the basic premise of the mm-hmm. movie is like what the fuck just do whatever <laughs> so i was honestly surprised at how much it kind of did not adhere to what i thought it was going to you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there was there was this uh I think it might be like Ferris Bueller that fucks me up because I, I honestly haven't seen that many of the like classic 80s teen comedies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you know, it's like obviously I've seen like Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller and that kind of stuff. But it's it's so long ago that it's not something that's like in the forefront of my mind. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly how those movies went. It's kind of more hazy. Yeah. Uh, but Ferris Bueller, I watched so much that I, I know it kind of like beat for beat. Mm-hmm. And it sort of dawned on me watching risky business that's like 
Ferris Bueller is the main character of Ferris Bueller, but in any other movie, he would be the side character who gets the lead character into hijinks, mm -hmm. who would be Cameron. Yep. Like that, you know, because that's essentially what happens in this movie is that Joel, Tom Cruise's character Joel, is like a milk toast kind of lame mm -hmm. guy who uh, has dreams about like fa failing oh. <laughs> school well i noticed like yeah, yeah. a lot of his dream sequences oh, were about yeah. like failure and the future and all that mm -hmm. specifically like future 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 um and so as a result he was like super boring and they they, they called him like no guts they said oh, mm -hmm. like, you got no guts like no way you'd make a move on some chick or anything like yeah. that uh and then his buddy miles is the one who tells him like just say what the fuck Mm -hmm. When an opportunity comes along, just do it. Just, you know, just mm -hmm. go ahead and do it. And I was like, that's Ferris Bueller. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the guy who never suffers consequences for the things that happen because the lead character is the one who's supposed to suffer the consequences to further mm -hmm. their story while the side character does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was expecting just different stuff. Uh, but I was surprised at how little prodding it took to get Joel to do so much stuff. Right. You know, like I was expecting way more pressure from his friends to like force him to do stuff he didn't want to do. But it really mm -hmm. came down to like that one speech. Mm -hmm. I was like, just say what the fuck and do whatever you want. And then he's like, all right, I guess I will drive this Porsche around and yeah. bang hookers and all that kind of stuff. Like what? just gets super crazy out of nowhere, which I mean, risky business. OK, mm -hmm. I, I get you. I get the title now. Yeah. All the shit that he's doing that's, you know, risky for his future and for getting in trouble with his parents and mm -hmm. uh, STD wise, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> super risky, risky business, man. But I was really expecting him to be pressured into it more. Yeah. And he just kind of jumped in with both feet. Yeah. He, <laughs> he dove head first into. Well, maybe not head first. There was a little resistance with Lana. Um, oh, yeah. Like getting the hooker in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, which I did make a note of like, man, Miles is such a dick for doing that, for right. making that call to be like, send a hooker here and then hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and then eat the numbers that he can't fucking read it and, mm. and cancel it or anything. He's like, dude. That's insane. Do you know insane. how much hookers cost? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Which was, uh, that was a question I did not expect to have and have answered by this movie. <laughs> Do you know how much hookers cost? Because that winds up being the crux of the movie. Yeah. Like, it, you, you, you sort of imagine, like, when they were going through his house at the beginning with his folks, mm -hmm. and they were showing him stuff, his dad cares about the equalizer a bunch, and there's a fancy trophy on the mantle, and the, the Porsche in the garage, all of these will be in flames by the movie's end. Like, that is the point of setting this stuff up, is mm -hmm. to have the things that he can ruin. It, it's such a such a weird thing that winds up being, like, the, the plot of this movie. Like, the thing that you would have to sort of tell someone if you were pitching this movie mm -hmm. to, like, explain to them how it actually goes. Because it's like, you can't just do the beginning part. You can't just be like, oh, a kid, uh, his parents go out of town, and he cuts loose. Mm -hmm. and it's like well, what's the conflict in that you got to get to it. it's like okay and then he hires a hooker see mm -hmm. and when he can't pay her the 300 dollars for the night she steals the like priceless fucking artifact whatever mm -hmm. from their mantle and he has to get that egg back mm -hmm. like, really this movie is about getting an egg back yeah a crystal egg a crystal egg like i again one of those things that I just did not see coming as to what this movie was going to be. You know, I was like, I, I thought they'd focus more on the Porsche exclusively. Mm -hmm. And because he is so reckless with that yeah, Porsche. Yeah, he is. 
There's I, no way his dad doesn't notice all that shit when he gets back. <laughs> doing fucking backwards uh, donuts mm-hmm. in a parking lot and everything. It's like, well, those tires are fucked. Yeah. Are you changing the tires too, Joel? Because like, yeah. you're not going to notice that. Is he not going to notice all the miles on it? Mm-hmm. Like, like, Ferris Bueller covers this, man. Yeah. I know it comes later, but it's like, <laughs> you know. It's still. And also now makes me think that that might be a reference to this, you know. Of like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you'll get away with it if you get it back in time and everything looks pristine. And it's like, what about the fucking odometer, though? Like, yeah. oh, God, that's right. So we just got to roll it, it back to a drill by hand. and roll it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm getting all Ferris Bueller about it. <laughs> um, but, dude, he's he's so fucking reckless with that Porsche. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, we've we've kind of gone through, like, what the story is. Like, it's this guy. He's a dork. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything risky. With his business, <laughs> uh, his douchebag friend, like, kind of makes him hire a hooker. Like, he calls a hooker for him. Mm-hmm. The hooker shows up. It's a giant black dude. I was like, <laughs> 80s. Oh, my God. Of mm-hmm. course, 80s movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would do it this way. But, like, so giant black hooker shows up <laughs> and scares him. And he uh, lets the hooker use his phone to call a cab, but then she gives him a card mm-hmm. with essentially, I was like, with just a hooker that will be more appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I wrote down what she said white boys on the lake, like this type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that was the original title of the movie White Boys on the Lake. <laughs> And uh, the studio didn't like it. I can't imagine why. <laughs> they said, they were like, it sounds like a, like an off-Broadway play. It doesn't sound like a movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. That's a fucking great title. I don't care who you are. <laughs> My new band. Are you kidding me? White Boys on the Lake. I, fr- from that first shot with the L train, mm-hmm. was not fully convinced that it was Chicago. Me neither. I was like, that looks like a New York shot to Yeah, me. something's, I mean, it didn't help that it was like, Nighttime was, and the 80s. It was nighttime, <laughs> the 80s, and really, like, it seemed like afterthought slow motion. Mm-hmm. Because it was clear they did not film it in slow motion so that it looked smooth. Yeah. It was like, we shot this at regular speed, and then we got the fucking score back from these weirdos <laughs> who did it for us. You know, I saw that in the in the credits. It was like, who is it? It was a band. Tangerine Dream oh. scored the movie. Okay. Um, I did not like it. I don't know about mm. anything else, but there were many moments that were just like uh, there were certain parts that were just like, OK, that's fine. It were, you know, it works for the scene. It wasn't crazy great, but it was just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But it just had a few moments that I was like, this is completely wrong for this scene. And it makes everything weird. Why <laughs> is it? Why is it doing this? Yeah, it's sorry. It's when he's calling <laughs> for Lana. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the floor of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Every single choice in this is lunacy <laughs> um so he gets the he gets the the card for the girl that's more his type mm-hmm. and he sits in the fucking corner of his room he's on the phone it's dark completely dark in the room mm-hmm. except for his red flashing neon sign mm-hmm. i forget what it said i didn't care it had yeah. something to do with like checks or something i don't know yeah like checks cash or yeah something. maybe something like that it was like clearly like from a store mm-hmm. that like probably closed and he got it and he just put it in his room but it's this red like strobing (laughs) light Mm -hmm. and that's the only light that's filling up the room while he's on the phone with the hooker and the music is just like 
this like droning atonal <laughs> like spooky sound like i was yeah. just like what is the tone they're going for here like is this supposed to be terrible that mm-hmm. he's calling this hooker clearly not as the rest of the movie shows <laughs> but like i was just like why is this scene like so creepy yeah it's like what what is with all of these choices and then the fact i could not believe that she would show up at the house after the phone call that he makes like that is mm-hmm. that is the sort of thing where you get off the phone and you're like if that person ever calls back do not go this person is clearly a psychopath who is going to murder us like yeah. <laughs> he is so creepy and like hushed mm-hmm. and like uh, yeah my name is ralph and it's just like oh my god hang up the phone mm-hmm. get a better john than this guy because <laughs> this dude's gonna murder you how do you show up to this house after this guy gives it, it, it that's it's nuts to me desperation i guess um then the movie hits something that i <laughs> i was so certain i knew what was going on and then it all got like pulled out from under me so there's multiple little things leading up to him calling the hooker of him in like dream sequences, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, him in the shower and the girls in there and she wants him to join him and whatever. And then it kind of jumps to him being like late for a test and he's mm-hmm. going to fail it and whatever. You know, there's a few dream sequences in it. So they kind of set up a precedent of mm-hmm. like sometimes crazy zany things happen and they're clearly dream sequences. Mm-hmm. So he calls the hooker and she shows, she just she lets herself in. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there like looking forlorn and she comes around the corner. So clearly she like opened the door and like looked around and was searching for him. Yeah. <laughs> Did not announce herself nope. or anything like that. She just silently walked in and wandered around his house <laughs> until she found him. And then she just like walks up to him and is just like, so are we going to fuck? Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, OK. And then he like sexily takes off her dress and the fucking doors blow open from the wind. <laughs> and at that moment, because I, I was writing all that shit down, I was like, she just let herself in? Like, what the hell is going on with that? Mm-hmm. And then when the doors blew open, I was like, oh, my God, this is like softcore porno sex dream that he's having. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It cut to them doing it on the stairs. Yeah. And I was like, I this, dream's, this dream's going all the way. And then it was like, next morning. And I was like, wait, that was a real thing that happened? (laughs) The doors blew open? (laughs) I was like, I was so certain. I was like, that's that's a dream scene. Okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. And the movie's like, no, that just happened. It was so magical. Especially because that whole scene with her, like, knocking or ringing the bell or whatever started with him, like, being woken up from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so he's dreaming. (laughs) <laughs> like you're starting it you're starting the scene with him asleep yeah everyone's assuming he's dreaming mm-hmm. i the, the only thing that i could possibly think of is like this was so great to him that it was like a dream and so it, when if you if you think it's a dream then it'll seem as good to him as it was you know, I, yeah. something like that maybe there's an argument <laughs> to be made but to me it was just like that is absolutely ludicrous like you knew what you were doing movie mm-hmm. you know you were setting up a mm-hmm. dream sequence and then you're like you know what no that's really how it happened like, yeah this is fucking ridiculous i literally just wrote down what the fuck is this movie <laughs> like not what i was expecting at all and then that's what like gets off the rest of the movie is like mm-hmm. he 
can't pay her the $300, which I could not believe was not discussed ahead of time. Yeah. Like, so you didn't discuss this on the phone when he was calling you. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, since you just waltzed in and started fucking, there was no time for you to like yeah. you know, discuss the payment or whatever. You didn't in between. Yeah, talk right. Sessions, like, there was, there, at no, no point was it like, you know what? I should make sure this dude could pay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just let him know, like, ahead of time. Like, hey, just so you know, your tab's at like 200 bucks. <laughs> I'm running the meter like, like a taxi. <laughs> His, like, method to get the egg back seemed so backwards like he goes to a bar that someone told him oh the other hooker told him yeah, that he, he might some, find her he, he at he a got, hotel bar or something yeah he somehow got jackie's number again yeah and called jackie <laughs> and, and and figured out where she would be so he mm-hmm. and miles go out there i believe and, it was the drake actually yeah i think so too so they go there and they see her for like a second and then like nothing happens mm-hmm. and they walk out and I was very much on Miles's side when he was like, is that fucking it? Yeah, that's <laughs> was, all you're going to do. Yeah, I was like, really, dude, you came all the way out here. You pulled the fucking Porsche out again. Mm-hmm. Like the only like, do you think that they will not allow like were they sneaking in to the Drake or is it something that they could just walk into? So I, I was, have no idea. OK, because like just thinking about it, it's like uh, if they have to sneak in, then I guess the Porsche would make sense to sort of make it seem like you fit in there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm fancy and I have money and all this. So it's yeah, like I'm not driving a station wagon. Yeah, exactly. It's like maybe I get it then. But if they didn't need to bring it, it's like, dude, stupid. Mm-hmm. But then he gets even stupider because then Lana comes running out because she was with her pimp mm-hmm. <laughs> who fucking Joe Pantol- Pantoliano. I always forget how to say it. Yeah, Pantoliano. Call him Joey Pants. I love him. <laughs> he's uh, he's Cypher in The Matrix. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he uh, is like chasing after her and she's running out of the Drake and she's like, oh my God, let me into the car. Mm-hmm. So he lets her in. Miles is, did he tell Miles to get in the back seat so she could get in the passenger seat? Or no, was Miles she, in the she back ran seat? up to them outside and then she, oh, they she all got in the car, if right? that was their ride. Right, right. They all get in the car. So mm-hmm. she's sitting passenger seat, fucking uh, Guido. Which I was like, Guido, really? That's the fucking pimp's name? Okay, whatever. Of course. Uh, so Guido, Guido rolls up, and he's fucking obviously pissed off at about something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's her pimp, so business is bad, whatever. <laughs> um, and she's, you know, she's telling uh, Joel to drive. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, obviously you should fucking drive. Yeah. And Joel uses this moment to make a stand about that egg. And he's like, are you going to give me the egg back? And like, won't move the car. Mm-hmm. While Guido won't even start the car, yeah, won't even start the car. While Guido is like pounding on it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you're really risking the Porsche to get the egg. Yeah, you're you just wind up back at fucking zero, you <laughs> idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> like, why would you risk that? Like, this yeah. dude is gonna break the fucking window, and it's like, yeah, sure, maybe Guido, break. Guido pulls out a gun. Yeah, it's like maybe a broken window isn't the fucking end of the world. Mm-hmm. I can get it fixed or whatever, but it's like. Uh, a million other horrible things could also fucking yeah. happen and you're risking it right now. <laughs> could not believe that. I was like, you're a fucking idiot, Joel. I understand you want the egg back, but I truly agree with Miles when he said, tell your mom it broke. Yeah. Until the end of the movie. Then I was like, oh my God. Yeah. But, you know, I was just like, this is so much trouble to get this fucking egg. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, and so much risk on top of it. And it's like, yeah. hey, the movie's called Risky Business. Like, yeah, but this is stupid risky yeah. business. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stupid business. There's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, I just wrote, Joel is willing to risk the Porsche for the egg. Joel is stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and fucking Miles being such a bitch. 
about like getting chased. That like slow chase that took forever. Oh my god! I wrote <laughs> like, down was, like that had to have been more exciting in the eighties, right? Like the the one thing that I thought of because I was like, yeah, this is definitely not exciting and it's very slow. Uh, the only thing that I was like, it what is interesting though is like you know using all the like fades from like one area to another to another while it's very low energy, it does give the illusion of like this chase is going on forever. Mm-hmm. Like th- these kids must be horrified that it's like we can't shake him; he won't leave. Yeah. So I was like, it kind of works, but at the same time, it's just it's so just like mm-hmm. I was like, this is dumb. But Miles is like freaking out the whole time, and I was just like, huh. Miles is all talk about what the fuck until he's got a killer pimp after him. And wasn't it like he didn't want to go in the first place because he had like a test or something the next day? Yeah, they all have tests. Yeah. Because it's like the end of the semester, and they're all seniors, I assume, and it's mm-hmm. like. There's sort of a I, on Wikipedia they call it a coming of age comedy, and I'm like I get that yeah. to a certain extent, but I definitely feel like all those all his friends and those like sort of side characters are so like, like there's really nothing there like that's not what's interesting about this movie like Mm-mm. those character like those characters don't matter in the end yeah. it's about him and it's about Lana, dude. The fucking timeline of his parents being gone confused me a bunch. And I sort of like figured it out myself as it went. But I felt like the movie was very unclear about it because they they leave and they're leaving for a week. Right. Is that the deal? That's what it seems like. Something like that. And the movie's going and it seems like many days are passing. And then all of a sudden there's a scene where he gets a call from his mom while they're out on vacation mm-hmm. and she's giving him the flight information mm-hmm. and i was like okay so they're they're coming in yeah <laughs> that's the only fucking reason like why would uh, it seems silly like for the movie to put it in like i'm not saying it's silly for somebody to call someone several days ahead of time yeah to make sure they have the flight information but as a movie if you're showing that happening then you're implying that it's about to happen you're not like oh and because nobody mentions that it's going to be in several days. Well, she said that it was going to be like Saturday or Sunday, whichever weekend day. Yeah, it I think was. I think they say they're coming back Sunday. Yeah, so she did say that, but they never specified what day of the week it was. Exactly. So it's like, okay, maybe it's Friday. Like she's giving him for like two days in advance. Mm-hmm. Like in case I don't get to call you tomorrow, here's the flight information for Sunday. There you go. Yeah. But no, apparently it was like Tuesday. Yeah, because fucking <laughs> they. They give him that information, and then I think it's the night of that day. I don't know. It, it all got jumbled. There was not a very good like progression of day to day of knowing where we are in the week while this is happening. Uh, but like, and then maybe that night, or maybe even the night after, he dunks the fucking Porsche in the lake mm-hmm. like a fucking idiot. Again, just like in that case, it was the most stupid though, yeah. risking the Porsche to drive out to a park, mm-hmm. just a fucking park, and yeah. sit around and talk. And like get ice cream or something. I don't even yeah. remember. It's like that's all you're doing, and you're. <clears throat> I went and smoked weed in the port. Like, <laughs> don't bring the fucking weed in the port, you idiot. That is definitely a station wagon thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's and, like it, what station wagons are for. Yeah, you feel <laughs> you don't feel bad. Like at least I didn't feel bad for him for it going in the lake because oh. I was like, you're a fucking idiot, Joel. Yeah. What it's, are you doing? It's like, yeah, she bumped it into neutral, whatever. But no, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be it out shouldn't of the have garage. Been there. Like, and not even in the, like, old man way, like, it's not your property, you shouldn't take it. It's like, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. That's really what I'm looking at it from. Like, I'm looking at it from a risk perspective Mm -hmm. and seeing that the fucking risk 
far outweighs the reward. Oh, yeah. It's like, Lana might still think I'm cool, even though we've been dating now Apparently. for several days of this week. Yeah. And there's still more time to go. What the fuck is going on time-wise in this movie? Uh, but, this, he, like, the, the, the fucking car gets dunked. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, shit, he's got to do something about it. And I was like, yeah, in, like, an hour or something. You know, like, he, mm -hmm. he needs this ready for tomorrow. Yeah. And then it was like, nope, we got a long time to put this plan into play about turning my house into a fucking brothel with a bunch of prostitutes in it and and inviting his friends over to cash their bonds to mm -hmm. come and pay to fuck these women in his house mm -hmm. <laughs> like i it's 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 not even a case of like prudeness mm -hmm. you know being, being like oh why would it have to go to such dirty areas for a movie <laughs> why couldn't it be more wholesome like i don't even care about that yeah and I don't even really care. It's not even a case of like, those women are being exploited. It's like, eh, they seem like they know what they're doing and what they're there for. And yeah. they have no qualms about it and everything. Like, they're all very clearly like, yeah, we're here to do a fucking job. Let's get yeah. this going. It's like, so if it's, they're cool with it, whatever, like, let them do what they want to do. Yeah. It's they're just not hurting anyone. It's really what it is and what it's an indictment of in this movie. Because clearly, you know, he's a part of those like, uh, what the fuck was it called? That group that he was a part of? The, like future entrepreneurs yeah that or kind of shit the like club at high school mm -hmm. to look better to colleges and whatever so it's supposed to be like see he's using his smarts mm -hmm. to work uh, you know to find out what he has a supply of and who has a demand for it and may part them mm -hmm. with their money to get his money to mm -hmm. fix the car like see he's I mean, a running, smart capitalist yeah, running a business he has his one friend doing all the like accounting yeah like but what, what's fucked up about it, really, the whole thing, it's like the sex workers, totally cool, whatever. <laughs> it's preying on your friends to mm -hmm. make the money. Yeah. Be like, hey, I know you guys don't get any pussy. Mm -hmm. How about you pay me for the privilege? Mm -hmm. And trying to seem like that's like a really cool thing for him to be doing. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. This That's fucked up. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Mm -hmm. The whole thing just baffled me. The fact that like no one caught on at the bank. That all these teenagers were cashing in their bonds. Yeah, really, and like one after another, seemingly. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's something sketchy there. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? The neighbors didn't care that there's a fucking brothel. Yeah, on the clearly block? a gigantic party in there. Yeah, full of hookers. Like, what? Especially How? after the argument that happened on the front lawn between the hooker and her pimp, or yeah. her real pimp, when he mm -hmm. came out and he threatened Joel and all that. Yeah. Like, all of that shit is happening in this fucking upper crusty white neighborhood and nobody's mm -hmm. saying anything fucking right. Yeah, that's not yeah. happening. Everyone is talking about this. Yeah. It's, oh, my gosh. Did you hear the Goodson boy hired a hooker? <laughs> like, come on. Front page of the Glencoe News. Yeah. I was very confused about... Lana at a certain point because he he leaves her there mm -hmm. and he trusts her there mm -hmm. and she takes the egg mm -hmm. and then they go through all that shit and then they kind of become friends and she's staying with him mm -hmm. you know I, th I think one of the big things that fucked me up with the timeline was that he said like one night mm -hmm. that you could stay here and then you got to go and it was it, that made it seem like it was like that's the only night that it's safe because then yeah parents will be coming home that kind of shit so i was like oh yeah and then she makes the call and all that so it all seems like it's very soon that they're coming home but they still have many days to fucking plan a party and all this bullshit yeah <laughs> she comes back and he goes back to school 
to do like tests and shit or whatever the fuck was going on there. I don't remember exactly what was happening in every one of the times he went yeah. to school. But he's there and I think someone says something about trusting her or you know whatever or like you're cool with that or mm-hmm. like you just left her there or something whatever. And there's that sequence where like she's like stealing shit? Like she's, other shit? It did I don't know. They kind of made it seem like she was stealing stuff but they it also just seemed like she was looking at like the value of all of the stuff. Like she was looking to see like what brands everything was. Cause she was looking at like the tag of the carpet or the, the area rug. Uh-huh. And then she was like looking at like the maker of like candlesticks or candelabra or whatever. Mm-hmm. But did it not seem, was I totally out of line? Cause I thought she stole a bunch of the mom's clothes. Well, yeah, she did. Start and, then, wearing... and then took the Porsche and drove to the fucking train station. It, it did that not happen in the movie. That did happen, yes. What the fuck was happening there? Because I was like, holy shit, she just robbed him blind and is bailing and just like leaving on the train and leaving his car there. Like, that's crazy. And then he gets back from school and she's there Mm -hmm. with her other hooker friend. So I was like, did she drive to the train to meet her other hooker friend who was coming in and is now living at Joel's house with her? Apparently. Because she's she must also be feuding with Guido. Or something, but it's like, was that scene designed to make us think she was leaving and then we're surprised that she's still there? I guess. Because I couldn't tell what was happening. I was like, okay, so she's totally bailing on him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, no, she's she's here. And there's no mention of it ever again. Yeah. There's no mention that she's stolen clothes. Well, he did ask her to, like, stop wearing his mother's clothes. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. But... It's it's not like a huge thing. It's yeah. not like oh my god, it, it, were, were you it. going through like, everything? Did you what else did you take? You know, mm-hmm. it, it was just like oh, don't wear that. Yeah, <laughs> that was the end of it. Yeah, something along the lines of like therapy. But like, so she's just living at the house, and Joel's a total pushover, so he lets it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her friend and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, he makes them TV dinners, mm-hmm. like to be nice. <laughs> earlier in the movie i was like is is the implication that joel doesn't understand how to cook tv dinners yeah because that first scene when he's like alone at his house and he's just kind of dicking around and he's mm-hmm. got the frozen dinner in front of him and he's trying to like eat the like frozen salisbury steak or whatever the fuck that was yeah i was like does he not understand that you have like, to cook it is he that helpless like you're a fucking senior does he not in know high how school to, yeah, like, does he not know is it supposed to be like silly or funny mm-hmm. or something like i don't but it, he it, just he wants to put like minimal effort in yeah i don't know i don't know what the the choice there was but i was just like it makes joel seem dumb <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah he's supposed to be smart and like oh he could maybe get into an ivy league school or whatever but then in the it's like we can't fucking work in an oven. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's an idiot. No wonder he fucking ruins the Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> they never should have trusted him with that. I think the TV dinners go in the microwave, too. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> even easier. You put it in. I just, you those said- ones specifically looked like the ones with aluminum foil that you couldn't put in oh, the microwave yeah, that you'd, like, have to put in there. But, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's either way. It's not difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Set temperature. Put in oven. Take out at time. Turn oven off. Yeah. You know, and then they kind of start getting together, mm-hmm. like they're being boyfriend, girlfriend sort of thing. Like she says that, right? She's mm-hmm. like, do you want me to be your girlfriend or whatever? And he's like, oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, and then her hooker friend, <laughs> I wrote down, uh, her hooker friend says, I think there's a real future here. Talking to Joel about her, him and Lana. And I was like, future? Like, don't say that. That's Joel's trigger word. <laughs> don't mention future. <laughs> I, I thought that was in reference to 
the area. Like there was a future in with the hookers in that area. Like all those young white boys. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. The way I read it, it seemed like it was about them being together or whatever. I don't know, man. Did did that storyline with them like what? How, what did you sort of get from it? There was a lot of this movie that I just did not understand. Okay. I clearly was not the target audience for this movie. <laughs> um. But in like regards to like Joel and Lana's relationship, mm-hmm. she ex- she essentially was working for free for him for the week. Mm-hmm. And then maybe she truly enjoyed his company. Maybe she's just a good actress. I don't know. <laughs> then he's going away. And so that's it. They're done. There didn't really seem to be much depth there. Yeah. He it, fell it, for her way too quickly. Yeah. I mean, it, it really it is like the it's the it's the stupid cliche of like the idiot who falls for the hooker or the mm-hmm. stripper or something like that like mm-hmm. she really likes me like, no she wants your money yeah really it's like that that I, I guess maybe that was what they were like trying to subvert with that stuff earlier of like oh it looks like she's robbing him blind but mm-hmm. she really isn't she's hanging out and she feels so comfortable she brought a friend and look she's actually the hooker with the heart of gold mm-hmm. or whatever um, but she kept like throwing wrenches into his shit, man. Yeah. When he's trying to handle like his folks and things like that, like getting calls from his parents and just being like, Hey, could you like chill for a sec? So I could just talk to my folks and let them know everything's okay. She's like, Oh, do you mean stand around you and keep talking so that they hear a woman's voice in the background and then you get concerned about what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you being such a bitch to him about yeah. it? And then later, which is one thing that totally didn't make any sense to me. And I was like, this is the this is hands down like the dumbest part of this movie of like just throwing something in to be an obstacle, even though it makes no sense. And to be fair, I wasn't around in the 80s, so I don't know if this is really how it went. But they're having that giant orgy party mm-hmm. and the fucking interviewer for Princeton shows up at his house. And I was like, one, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's something that they used to do. But that seems absolutely ridiculous that the interviewer would, would go out to like all of these students mm-hmm. houses. Like, who, yeah. this guy is from Princeton. That's not near Chicago. Is Did this dude make a trip specifically just to see Joel? Maybe he was getting all the kids in the Chicago area. It, it just it seems stupid and And that's why illogical. he showed up so late. Well, that was the other thing. I was like, like, is like for one, showing up at the house is dumb. For two, mm-hmm. showing up at the house at like 9 o'clock at night is moronic. And the only reason it's happening is for it to be a problem <laughs> for Joel. One thing that I could have seen, like one tiny thing that you just add into the movie a little bit earlier, is like earlier in the day, like fade in. Because <laughs> there's tons of fade-ins in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie fades all over the place. But like fade-in, front of Joel's house. Fucking Princeton guy walks up. It's like three in the afternoon or something. Knocks on the door. Hooker answers because <laughs> Joel's not home. She's just like, oh, hi, can I help you? She, he's like, is Joel here? We have an interview for him. She's like, oh, no, Joel's going to be back later, though. He'll come back around nine. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he'd leave. Hooker wouldn't realize what the deal was and know why that would be bad for him to come back at nine. And mm-hmm. it would give a reason for him to show up at such a ridiculous yeah. time for an interview. But- like, just just give that. Just a little thing where it's like, oh, dope. Someone told him to come <laughs> back during the party. Like, at least that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Was it really like nine o'clock though? Because for it being like it's seemingly, summer. yeah, seemingly summer, like end of school year sort of summer. So like, and it was dark May, for a while. It was dark like the whole movie. <laughs> Everything like, happened at even, nine o'clock and later. Even like 
after he got like suspended and like kicked off the entrepreneur club, whatever. Which I did not understand at all. Yeah. School rules, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand what he got in trouble for. Yeah, I don't even know. He was late. That that was the fucking like he. (laughs) Okay, so we'll, we'll roll into it because this is essentially leads right into it. So the Princeton guy shows up during the party. So Joel has to take him into like the one room where people aren't fucking to talk to him about it. And then Lana rolls in with like a a folding bed and is Mm -hmm. like, we're going to need this room. And it's like, get the fuck. What are you doing? Even if you do need the room, even if you're like, oh, man, this guy's really got to go and we don't have a space for him right now. That room, like as soon as Joel is like, hey, I got something really important I'm taking care of in here. Mm-hmm. Immediately, it should be off limits. But the yeah. fact that she's just like, "Oh, by the way, here's another." I was like, "Dude, yeah. you, you suck so much." And then like he keeps telling her to like give him the room, mm-hmm. and she's still just like, "Wandering around, like what the fuck are you doing? Why do you keep throwing wrenches into his shit?" Um, and then it turns, you know, and then the 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 interviewers like, "Well, this isn't very impressive," mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and then Joel does that, the like one, one funny thing. From that whole sequence, because the whole time I was just like, oh, my God, Ugh, I was so frustrated <laughs> with it. I couldn't focus on anything. But when uh, when Joel just stands up and he's like, what does he say? University of Southern uh, Illinois or something like that? No, she Lana said, like, what's it looking like or something like that? Uh-huh. And he said, it's looking like Illinois State. Yeah. And he throws <laughs> the fucking uh, the fucking sunglasses on and throws that like huge smile to yeah. her, which apparently was uh, a Tom Cruise uh, like improvisation. <laughs> like of making that face afterwards and they were just like ah we'll just use that take yeah because it's silly it's like i guess but it really doesn't feel like him mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially because like that seems like the moment because he tells the guy off kind of mm-hmm. i forget the exact words but he kind of gives him some shit about like well you know what truly i don't really care yeah you know what the fuck who cares so it's finally like, oh, man, after all this, like, hemming and hawing about it and being, like, scared to call the hooker mm-hmm. and, you know, scared of the pimp and all that kind of stuff, he's finally embracing the what the fuck credo. Like, it's mm-hmm. finally like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then the next time we see him, Lana shows up and, like, to talk to him and he's just like, oh, man, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, yeah. he immediately fucking bailed on the movement. He's like, yeah, you know what? What the fuck? And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, oh, my God, I've made a mistake. Oh, my God, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was stupid. Um, but the whole thing is a huge, giant success, and they make so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's still just Over so fucking Over $1,000, like, he said, like, in one night. Yeah, some of it has to just be the fact that, like, they're high school students. That makes it so weird to me. Like, the hookers, mm-hmm. the hookers don't seem like it. Like they're high school students. Mm-mm. I feel like they're all supposed to be older, mm-hmm. but all of is... all of the clients clearly are. Like yeah. it's just his class. It's like that's so fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there's definitely there was at least a handful that were younger than his class. Yeah, like who it's knows, like, dude? How good are you keeping an eye on that shit <laughs> of making on. sure that there's no like minors? Yeah, uh, it's like I'm sure that like it from what it looked like there was like a handful of like 18 plus kids there mm-hmm. like mm. yeah and also it's just icky it's just fucking weird dude it's it, i don't i really cannot put my finger on why it's so icky but it fucking is it really it's like is. oh by the way you guys you guys are on on the waiting list you'll mm-hmm. come up I, like i was envisioning them out there with the like buzzers from chilies or it's like your table's ready like oh shit my, my hooker's yeah ready. the pussy is ready let's go guys <laughs> 
so fucking weird. Mm. Um, but it all goes super well. They get a shitload of money. They can pay to fix the Porsche and make mm-hmm. it perfect and shiny and new mm-hmm. after he dropped it in the lake. But for some reason, like apparently he had to go in in the morning to the shop mm-hmm. and then he like runs to school mm-hmm. and then he's suspended and he failed his exam or something because he was late once apparently yeah, it, it was like it, it, he goes to the nurse and he's like it can't be an unexcused absence because then i fail my final yeah and i was like what if like, like if it's if it's not like unless it's happening right now which was my only thought. Yeah. It's like, unless it was literally in the process of happening right now. But if it's that, like, the the days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is there a final right now, if they're coming back Sunday, that you can't bring it in on a different time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. could you not bring it in after school and still have time for it to get done? Because, you know, like, if it's a day with a test on it, then it would have to be, like, Friday. Mm -hmm. So if they're coming back on Sunday, you have an entire day. Does it matter if you get it to them Friday morning or Friday afternoon? What the fuck does it matter? So why did he have to go in the morning to get the lateness to fucking fuck, dude? Oh, my God, I hated it. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was so stupid. I was like, what is even happening here? Why, why, why Why is this what's happening in this movie? Why is this fucking junior entrepreneur so dumb? Mm hmm. And it's like, well, maybe he wasn't being dumb because of the timeline. It's like, well, then maybe the movie should have fucking clarified the timeline so I understood when (laughs) things were happening. Yeah. Do a little pop-up, like, Friday. Yeah. Thursday. Like, so so you know. Just give us a little bit. You're fading in on the morning anyways, so you (laughs) may as well fade in with with what fucking day it is. Yeah. And then to top it all off, uh, he comes home after that, and he still has, like, a wad, too. Like, he's Mm -hmm. not even, like... Paying to fix the car took all of the money he had. He was like, this is fucking awesome. And he rolls into the house and it's completely empty. Mm -hmm. And he calls Lana to find out if she knows anything about it. And Guido answers it because he's there and he tells him that he has all of his shit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Like this. At this point, just call the cops. Really? Like, (laughs) and, and on top of it, though, it was just like in a movie that like is kind of trying to seem to be like serious about shit Mm -hmm. i mean like the future and you know all the all the different things you know his whatever talking about love and blah 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 like it's Mm -hmm. not super insanely goofy you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's more sort of grounded in reality yeah so the idea that like at the end of the movie he is going to be able to for one the fact that it's simply just buy your shit back from guido Mm-hmm. It's like he doesn't have to necessarily do anything. It's like he has to give up the money he earned, like mm-hmm. with his with his creepy brothel. Don't fucking cry to me about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like fucking that money's weird anyway. Yeah, but it's like oh no, he has to pay all this money to get the shit back from Guido. It's like for one, the fact that Guido is that cool about it. It's like you yeah. stole my hookers, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you. I mean, does he know that Joel made all that money? Like, why didn't he just fucking kill him? You know what I mean? It's like you literally stole my entire stable of whores yeah. and made a shitload of money off of it. Mm-hmm. I should kill you. Yeah. And he doesn't. He just steals all the shit from his house as though he knows, as though his whole thing is like, and I'll get you in trouble with your parents. Like, that's not a pimp way to go about it. <laughs> the pimp way to go about it is like, and I'll fucking break your legs, you little fucker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, really? Yeah. It's all about fucking making him look bad in front of his parents. But it's like, yeah, just pay him off Mm -hmm. to give you all the shit back and somehow put literally everything in the house exactly where it was Yep. in like an hour. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was so fucking stupid. I could not Awful. believe that. I was like, that this is, it, it doesn't feel, it, it like there's no uh, excitement to it or energy to it because yeah. it's like, either he absolutely doesn't get away with it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. either all this shit is on the front lawn when his folks show up mm-hmm. and like, it's sort of a, a reversal on what you think. Like, Oh, he's got to put it away, but he doesn't even get a chance to. And it's mm-hmm. like, Oh God, he must answer for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, or, you know, that it's basically just going to be like, you know, do, do that cheesy thing where the frame just like flips over mm-hmm. and like empty house, full house. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's all you need because yeah. there's no, it's not going to be like, oh, he, he's putting the last thing in place just as his parents are opening the door. Like if he's going to get everything back in the house, then he's not going to get caught. So yeah. I don't fucking care. There's no, there's no <laughs> tension here. Like this is the most ridiculous thing. And you know, he's going to put everything back. Oh yeah. Uh, and then the thing that gets him is that his mom sees an a a crack in mm-hmm. the in the glass egg that like it seems like nobody else can see it looks like yeah. joel looks at it and he's like what the fuck and his dad looks at it like uh i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> it was like his mom sees it and i was like okay now i understand why joel couldn't tell her that the egg just broke yeah because there's apparently a tiny tiny little crack in it mm-hmm. and she says my egg is ruined. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, overdramatic mom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now Joel oh. sort of makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, if, if that's his fucking mom. Oh, that's weird. The one line that did kind of make me smirk in, like, the whole movie was when they were putting all the stuff back in the house, mm-hmm. like, he and two of his friends, and they're putting all the, like, tchotchkes back in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Knickknacks to non Slovak people (laughs) they're putting it back and they're like there's different like Chinese like dishes or like statues or whatever Mm. it is and the one kid just says I don't think you should mix centuries (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) putting all the things back and like no these these are the same century these are the they go don't mix centuries just the way that he said it (laughs) I mean his friends his friends were legit in terms of just like they were perfectly fine actors and the characters weren't like horrible. Mm-hmm. It just sucked that in the end they kind of wound up meaning nothing to the whole movie. Yeah. It's like he and his friends didn't go through a learning experience. Mm-mm. He did. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of it, there's not even like a, and we all graduated and we all did. It's like, doesn't matter. The ending scene is about him and her and whether they could still be together and all that. So it's like, okay, so they just wind up being nonsense on the side. Like, oh yeah, there's some of these kids, whatever. Uh, <laughs> which is a bummer because I really I kind of liked him like as characters. So I thought well, I thought Miles was a dick, mm-hmm. but I was like I'm into it though. Like yeah. he's the kind of guy who will fucking get start some shit and then like jump back behind you like mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, and let you take the brunt of it. Like I get it. And honestly, like Rebecca De Mornay, I thought was really awesome mm-hmm. as Lana. Like I don't think I've seen her in anything before. I know you said she's the she is the wife of Kurt Russell or the ex wife of Kurt Russell's character in Backdraft. Yes. Um, I don't, if I've seen her in something, I don't realize that it's her, <laughs> you know, like, and I, I'll look back and be like, oh shit. But from what I saw, I, I don't think so. Yeah. But she, I thought she was really fucking good. And mm-hmm. just like, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what it is. Something about that haircut. I loved those, those bangs reminded <laughs> me so much of like, uh, uh, D antlers, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. little bit, like obviously they were much longer than, than mm-hmm. hers, but it just, it seemed, I was just, there's something about it. It works with certain faces, those yeah. kinds of bangs. And I think she has that face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where it's just like, it was, it was awesome. But like, she was she was good in the role and she played it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still just thought she's such a bitch. Like, oh, yeah. what's wrong with you? Uh, 
Tom Cruise, though, like th- that's really the whole thing of this movie. Like this movie is not remembered because it's the funniest movie in the world. Right. Uh, or like the most moving or the, the <laughs> best portrait of young life. You know, it's like <laughs> it's famous because it's Tom Cruise's big movie. Yeah. Essentially. It's breakout role. Yeah. And for like what it's worth, because, it's like, you know, it's like obviously mm-hmm. everyone in the world has like praised it already. So it's not like I'm bringing something new to the table. <laughs> of like, by the way, did you know that Tom Cruise is good in this movie? <laughs> um, because he is. He's really yeah. good. And one of the things that really stood out to me about it was his fucking body language. Mm-hmm. He had that like mopey, dopey teenager way of like walking and carrying himself that I thought was it was just something that I feel like a lot of actors don't do when they're playing young. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there is just something a little different. You stand a little different. There's a difference in like your your own confidence in things from being a teenager to an adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you get 20, 21, 22 year olds playing teenagers, a lot of times they seem so much older than they should be based on the character they're playing. Mm-hmm. Just just by the way they carry themselves. Yeah. And it was awesome to see such attention to detail to it where it's like I know you're not really a teenager Tom Cruise. Even though you're baby Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. you're still not a teenager. You know, it's, it's, you're a little bit older than what you're playing. Mm-hmm. But the way he just, just I, there was, I forget what scene it was, but there was one where just like the way his like shoulders drooped and his arms kind of swung as he walked, it just felt like <laughs> such a teenage thing. Yeah, I, I, It's <laughs> almost impossible to explain. But like I was just, I, I was really caught by that. It's like this dude is like doing actual acting work it's not just like i'm just saying the words Mm -hmm. and like looking pretty towards the camera it's like he has a character Mm -hmm. and he knows how that character walks Mm -hmm. you know and that's something that's so like uh underappreciated in movies or it's like when if when someone a character gets or when an actor gets so much of the character it's not Mm -hmm. just like this is what he said so i'm going to say it it's like this is how he would say it. This is how he would look while he's saying yeah. it. This is how he would look after saying it, and you know all that kind of stuff. You don't have to go full Daniel Day Lewis, right? But <laughs> <laughs> can we really quick talk about how disgusting it is that they fucking had sex on the CTA? Oh God! Oh, right. Like. That was the absolute, like, that is such a fucking Hollywood thing. Yeah. Where it's like, dude, have you ever fucking ridden the L? For one, was that a one car train? Yes. Has Does that happen? I have no idea. Maybe it was I, a thing in the 80s. Maybe it was yeah. something they did, like, only, like, really late at night. Yeah. Like, it's the, like, last run is just one car. Uh-huh. But yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there's only one car to this train? What the fuck is this? I think the shortest <laughs> I've seen is like three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a Hollywood thing of like, dude, if mm. you ever ridden on the L, you'd be Ugh. like, this is the last place. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anybody, anybody having sex on the L does not look like Tom Cruise and <laughs> <Rebecca> <laughs> Mornay. I will tell you that right now. Mm. And it is not nearly as sensual as theirs. No. It is the result of like lots of drugs and a complete lack of shame <laughs> and has nothing yeah. to do with passion or, or love. Or like thinking or... it's sexy to do it on a train. Yeah, like, it's mm. so fucking weird. Even the Metro would have been better. Yeah, really. And that's still pretty awful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that fucking Guido mentions it too, like did she take you on on a choo-choo train or whatever mm-hmm. like he knows like it's a like, thing that's a thing she does yeah like oh, oh. my god 
I don't mean to kink shame, but come the fuck on, people. There are levels. Yeah, CTA (laughs) is a hard pass. Yeah. Oh, man, that was fucking weird. She is so icky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one of my notes was just gross. Don't have sex on the CTA. Yeah, I just wrote, they're really going to fuck on the L? (laughs) Like, is that really what's happening in this movie? Yep. There were certain little things in the movie that that made me laugh, like good usage of of, uh, of like comedic timing, specifically when they first take the Porsche out and there's like kicking music playing behind it and they get it like five feet out of the garage and it dies mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have to crank it again and then <laughs> and it kicks up again. <laughs> like, like that was perfect. That seemed like it might have been a little ahead of its time. You know, mm-hmm. like that seems like something that's way more prevalent now mm-hmm. that kind of like, oop, interrupt the movie soundtrack because it's not doing what it should be. Yeah. Like that felt really uh, kind of prescient. Like, oh, that's going to be big <laughs> all over the place. You can't say that the movie doesn't go places you weren't expecting it it (laughs) absolutely did i will i will give it that completely like as much as i (laughs) had a a little bit of a freak out about it earlier (laughs) i don't necessarily hate the movie i just uh i felt like it needed um it needed to be clearer lots of stuff about it needed to be clearer so that i wasn't sitting there thinking what the fuck in the complete wrong way than the movie mm-hmm. wants you to because the movie the movie says what the fuck like what the fuck let's do it yeah. what the fuck let's do it but in your head the whole time you're just like what the fuck yeah it's a completely different vibe <laughs> it was super interesting to see such a young tom cruise like that's mm-hmm. easily the earliest movie i've ever seen with him in it i haven't seen that many tom cruise movies yeah me neither so i am excited to watch more of them Maybe but it like was two. It was now definitely three. cool. Yeah. It was definitely cool though seeing like so young and still like seeing it as like yep. Mm-hmm. You you could see it. Even yeah. if the movie's not great, you can fucking see it. Yeah. Um this and kids going to be big. <laughs> he's going places. Uh one final thing that I just want to talk about. It's it's very it's tangentially related to risky business. Okay. Um but it's just like I <sighs> people, man. The, the the people in the world are so stupid. <laughs> I cannot fucking stand it. Oh my god! Do you you know what the Mandela effect is, right? Yes. Yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't exist. It's the mm-hmm. dumbest thing in the world. It's 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 like if if people really understood how fallible human memory is, mm-hmm. they would understand how absolutely fucking ridiculous they sound when they're like that movie that I saw forty years ago had a snake in it i know it did and i watched it on tv the other day and there was no snake so clearly the universes have shifted and the version of this movie that had a snake in it no longer exists it's like really you're certain of that you're not certain that you're just a fucking moron who can't like understand that your memory is flawed because there was a whole video i went on youtube and i just looked up risky business just Mm -hmm. to see like what maybe there's something really fucking crazy out there that we need to discuss about the movie and i saw one and it was like risky business mandela effect episode blah 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 from some fucking channel Mm -hmm. and i was like what's this all about so i go to look at it and it's just it's like a nine minute video and the guy sounds like not to be super prejudiced but the guy sounds like an idiot so it's hard to trust. Yeah. <laughs> but he's explaining how in the original movie, during the underwear dance. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, hold on. <laughs> Real quick, I want to I want to try an experiment. Was Tom Cruise in that underwear dance scene? Was he wearing a white shirt and sunglasses? 
or a pinkish red shirt and no sunglasses? He was wearing a pinkish white shirt and no sunglasses. That is correct. This video says that in the original movie, he was wearing a white shirt and sunglasses in that scene. And it goes on to explain and not even explain because literally all of the evidence is that it then cuts to a clip from the nanny where a character is doing the risky business scene Mm -hmm. and the guy is wearing a white shirt and those big sunglasses. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why would they make a parody with him wearing a white shirt and those sunglasses if that wasn't how the movie went? I was like, that's your fucking proof. Yeah. And I was like, because this... it's a parody. Exactly. Like the sunglasses are a huge part of that movie, mm-hmm. but they're not a huge part of that scene. Yeah. So when you make a parody of it to make sure, you know, to, to kind of hit all your bases to be like, see, he's in his underwear. See, it's that fucking rock and roll song. See, mm-hmm. he's, he's wearing the sunglasses just like the movie. You remember? That's all they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to perfectly recreate the scene. And it's like the video alone is proof that there are idiots out there who would sit and waste their time. To put that together, to be like, there is an alternate universe where the original cut of this movie exists, where he's wearing a white shirt and sunglasses. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but the, the real crushing part was just all of the comments underneath that video on YouTube of people like, I was there 40 years ago, and I watched that movie, and he had a white shirt, and I know it for a fact. And it's like, no. No, you don't. Why can't you accept that your memory is faulty? Yeah. I don't get it. I hate the Mandela effect. I hate its concept and I hate like that there apparently are people out there who have actually fallen into believing it because it just spreads this terrible fucking misinformation about our memories. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when you when you talk about like, oh, there's like an eyewitness to a crime. It's like that is so faulty Mm -hmm. just because somebody somebody could sit there and watch it happen Mm -hmm. and you ask them five hours later to describe it. They will describe it wrong yep. because our memories are dog shit. Yep. So trying to say that the Mandela effect is real because you remember the movie differently <laughs> is like wildly dangerous and stupid. <laughs> so if anyone out there believes in that, stop. You're fucking dumb. I think that's going to end popcorn for dinner for this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is Jeff. And Kelly. You ever get high, Joel? Joel.